Chris, 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 Chris. I am here at Rank Ideas. I'm Nick, and you know that. I, yeah, yeah, thanks. Thank you. I feel, and really it's about a feeling, and I think that that should be celebrated as much as a thought, um, that we should pick an idea to rank. Yep, yep, mm, yeah. Thanks for showing interest. And I um, have a pitch that I want to make, but do you have any ideas of what we should rank before I do? Nick, if you have a pitch, who am I to stand in the way? I'm glad you said that because the pitch idea I wanted to make was selfishness. Oh, yeah. I mean, this one is this is tailor-made for you, for you to be talking about. I know you think about this a lot. And mm-hmm. and actually through mm-hmm. you, I think about it a lot. You're like my, um, hmm, like my totem or something that I rub when I contemplate this topic. Anyway, so, I I, exactly sorry for not explaining right. all that rubbing. I think that's. I think I'm exactly a totem that you rub when you think. Yeah, yeah. I should really get some sort of uh, voodoo version of you instead. It'd be convenient. <laughs> is, um, that just like uh, it's it's like we're a long running TV show and in the seventies and we've done like a hour long like we go to Hawaii special and then it's just our yeah then there's just like poorly racially stereotyped characters that are just us, that same actors, just playing. It's like, oh, it's my cousin who's a Hawaii voodoo guy. Bring that back. Rub. <laughs> Your cousin's name is Rub? <laughs> yeah. My, this, is my voodoo, this is my voodoo Hawaiian cousin, Rub. And in the show, your name's Rob. Oh, it's great. <laughs> and you're a thief. <laughs> yeah, I'm the thief of Baghdad. What's yeah, missing ideas. here is that um, this is our route to merch because you know off mic mostly what we talk about is how do we um, make merch related to the show so that we can achieve our goal of um selling a lot of merch um and i think voodoo Almost versions solely. of us that you you're not allowed to think unless you're rubbing one of them you can't listen to an episode and really take in what we're saying unless you're rubbing our somehow hawaiian voodoo merch hawaiian voodoo aloha all right well let's let's get into it selfishness best teaser ever Good day to you wherever you are, and welcome to Rank Ideas Podcast. It is, you'll be shocked to learn, the greatest podcast in the world, despite the numbers. It's uh, because quality, not quantity. Um, I don't know if you've learned that in your life, but if you listen to all of our episodes, you'd start to form an idea of how to live. Um, and the reason it's so great is because it features myself, Chris Andrew, and my dear friend, Nick Deladovic, and we together have come like a Voltron monster to uh, achieve our quest. Um, and we're, we're, you know, a quarter of 1% of the way there, but the, the, the trend, the trend is perfect. Um, and what we're doing is we're ranking every single idea from the human canon on our ever expanding list from best to worst. And somewhere along that spectrum today, we're going to put the idea of selfishness. Would you like me to have a little crack at defining selfishness, Chris, since this is the bit that happens now? I thought I would get to do it. Do you want to do it? No. Do you want to do it? No, it's like a lazy gag. (laughs) Um, The best way to one-up a lazy gag is to pretend not to get it. The definition of selfishness, so it is the idea of, it's more than just having a self-centeredness it's more than just thinking about yourself more than others but it's a it's a sense of the actions that you do around it as well so um it's the idea of having a a lifestyle frame of mind a habit a selfhood where you think about your own benefit 
um, and experience and well-being and then act in a way that is that is prioritizing that over other people. You might and um, the interesting thing about selfishness is there is a kind of character narrative version of it where certain people are thought of as being kind of generally selfish. And then it's also just perceived as a in-the-moment behaviour as well. So it's uh, not necessarily just a static state. Um, even people who aren't thought of as being selfish all the time can be judged as being selfish in the moment. So it's a very kind of moment-to-moment um, -moment negotiated one and uh, has that kind of narrative sense of, has that feeling of being like a pitfall that you could always fall into if you're accepting the idea that it's a bad thing, which is... Um, I would say in across the history of society, probably more often the case. I'm interested in your take on that, Chris, but I feel like it's generally uh, got a negative valence. People think of it as um, a bad, if not a bad thing to do, then a thing that if you take it even a little bit up the order of magnitude scale, then it's bad. What am I missing? No, I think we're just missing launching in. Um, but yeah, and you launched in even within the definition. Yeah, I think mostly people think of it as bad, um, which is really interesting because it's, it's not only... Um, I mean, the, the only sort of examples I can think of people thinking of it as good are like, you know, sort of subcultures where um, everyone is accepting the rules of the engagement that they're in as being competition-based and how, you know, like kind of like greed is good type of mantra stuff. Like um, if you're a shark and you're looking to employ a trader, you want someone selfish because they're going to be the son of a gun that's going to go out there and get what's theirs and, I don't know, just stuff like that. I feel like I feel yeah. like that stuff doesn't. That's not. I, I can't think of that existing across entire societies too much, even ones that are um, that venerate that 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 type of behavior more. Are still, um, I think the like if you think about the the big moral codes that um, people have constructed and then other people turn to, um, you know, they often their chief features and their chief. Um, idols and adherence value, um, you know, giving to others, which is at the, at the surface is, is a counter definition of selfishness, but I, I imagine we'll very quickly move into the terrain of why that's probably not the case. Yeah. It's an interesting thought, what you're saying, the idea that yes, there are enclaves and kind of subcultures and narrative society where selfishness is kind of celebrated or there's like a zone where it's like, well, if you're in this room, um, with people doing this type of stuff, then yeah, uh, they're selfish. But it's interesting, even when I look at that, when I look at, you know, uh, Wall Street bros, the, um, athletes, uh, you know, um, vo voodoo practitioners who've moved their operation to Hawaii to uh, try and open up new markets. The big three. That's right. All of them have the kind of stripe of like, there's there's the transgressive juice, you know, if they're celebrated at all or seen of inter interesting, there's a self-awareness that oh, we're doing the opposite of what everyone tells you to do, which is to be selfless. And, and so there's that sense of like, even when people are leaning in in a celebratory way to being uh, selfish, they're doing it in a context of a society that isn't like that. And it's almost, it has the flavor of like a repressed impulse that is getting out of hand because of how much it's repressed by the larger society, um, which maybe that's tracking towards some of my sense, my initial instincts around selfishness, the idea of tamping it down. But I guess the other thing you raised is, do we rank this on its own or are we, is there a reason why we have to rank it as a binary with selflessness? Do you think? I, I, um, I don't necessarily think so, but I think, you know, when we ranked uh, reverence and irreverence and we decided that they were best understood 
as a binary. I would, my hunch is not because I feel like selfishness is a idea that, um, has, you know, it has so much kind of narrative strength separate and kind of outsized from selflessness, but, and, um, and, and that selflessness gets captured, what that's trying to capture gets captured across a bunch of other ideas like self, you know, sacrifice, et cetera, et cetera. Um, at, whereas selfishness, I feel gets so there is just a, a captured idea that is selfishness that is really bounded. But what do you think? Yeah, no, I absolutely wouldn't do it as the uh, alongside selfishness. No, I think that I think they're distinct, and I think that they could end up they could both end up quite high in, in but for different reasons. Um, I think yeah. that yeah. Um, what's what's missing from the normative narrative of selfishness, which I think is something that we should be the direction which we should be considering the concept for our ranking, which I'm sure is a bit on your mind, um, is that, okay, like selfishness, when you're talking to it, when you're admonishing a child for being selfish, it's because they're running up and, you know, taking three cakes when there are three kids and, and nobody else gets one. Like that's, but, but what, um, what, uh, is also like, um, if, if you're truly selfish, it, it's it's not a good strategy to take the, the three cakes because next time no one will give you any cakes. Uh, um, yes. You know, a, a selfish strategy over time um, for an intelligent person is, or, or for anybody, is to, um, you know, it's, is to to build a world where you do have positive exchanges with others that involve you losing often. Um, and uh, it's, it's not so much about the fact that, of that um in the moment you're taking everything for yourself selfishness but more um okay what do you do to to best navigate circumstances so that you are doing the best that you can um across in the long term across a set of exchange of exchanges yeah yeah that's a really different and interesting idea because you kind of can't um you can't game that out too much like because there's the the individual instances of things are too unpredictable but um you know, I'm sure there's a good case to make that um, being utterly selfless, selfless is a good selfish strategy over time for some people in some environments, if not all people in all environments. Yeah, the um, as you say, the the important context for ranking this idea is the idea that you um, can't control outcomes or outputs um, with totality or even very much at all, um, no matter how much you control inputs. So um, we can if we're judging what type of strategies of navigating life, um, uh, what, the, what they're like and where we should rank them, we're doing that in a, in a world and in an abiding universe where you can't control outcomes. But um, it's still interesting to think about that idea of, you know, um, long-term versus short-term selfishness strategies. And you are, as, as you hinted at in the teaser, this is a thing that I've thought about a lot um, and observed a lot. And I, and both, it's funny, I feel like I'm implicated on both sides because I'm certainly someone who um, has a lot of warmth and kind of almost compulsive drive towards the idea of considering the experience of others, um, having a sense of the existence of others, the internal life of others, understanding the universe by thinking about what life is like for other people and then acting accordingly, which that's not the same as selflessness, but it kind of scans across you know, it's it would be narratively considered to be one of the spurs of selflessness, but also um, I am someone who, as you hinted at, has uh, is a bit of a defender of self of selfishness, uh, no, a staunch defender of selfishness in a certain in certain ways, which is that, you know, uh, <laughs> I a I think that a lot of what gets read as selfishness and criticised as selfishness is 
really just um, a, a lack of impulse control that's affected by insecurity of position, which is like, yeah, like it's, it's people being like in the, in a moment being overwhelmed by a sense of insecurity or fear or sense of like what's going to happen to me, which creates a sense where they forget about the experience of other people or they they don't make that um, a primary consideration and they act in an acty outy way to try and secure that position. As you point out, Chris, usually and often as a trend, that sort of behaviour actually leads to a worse outcome for the person. So I think the, the, the sort of conventional narrative, which is that the selfish people are damaging others – like that's true, but really the selfish people in that way are usually damaging everyone, including themselves, because they're just acting in an unregulated, less thoughtful way that, um, from you know, based from insecurity, which is generally gonna just put, um, is is not gonna scan to the sorts of things that lead to trends of better outcomes for everyone, which is just thoughtfulness, consideration, uh, patience, deferral of gains, um, deferral of edification. Um, and, um, yeah, all these, all these sexy, uh, uh, ideas like, uh, you know, the, <laughs> the moderate, um, incremental, uh, progress of relational gains. Yeah. The idea of, um, as you say, there is a sense of someone who it really comes down to that funny and dumb philosophical question philosophy. Again, one of our kind of meh ranked ideas, kind of a bit lower middle, um, is, uh, you know, that dumb philosophical idea of like, is there pure altruism or not? Can people, can people be doing something from an unself motivated way? Which to me, obviously dumb question. Cause like on one level, it's like, who cares? Yeah. But the reason it's a dumb question, but the reason it's a dumb question is worth stating, which is that, you know, across a long arc of behavior, a person's actions have complex, um, implications for their well-being and the well-being of others that are going to be can only be observed and adjusted over the long term. So, um, you know, as, as you say, an intelligent quote unquote, cringy way to put it, intelligence ranked, you know, in the top half, but not amazingly high at the moment. Um, an intelligent person's, um, version of being selfish may well involve a lot of, um, generosity and, uh, extension, uh, of themselves towards the group. Um, the other thing, yeah, I mean, look, the other thing you've heard me say a lot is that in my own life, and this would be a fun thing to like interrogate live on air, I have a general behavioral code of looking at a situation and being like, is there any difference between me following a socially constructed moral code here or just doing whatever I want in terms of my sense of what the likely outcomes are? And if I can't detect a, a, dif a, a predictable difference, I will default to doing what I want. And what I... and doing that uh, deliberately allows me to often detect that the thing I want to do might well include being generous, stretching myself out of comfort zone for the other person, um, giving, you know, like doing things for other people. Because of course, like those things are nice a lot of the time. Mm. And then also, but also uh, doing a construction of it where I'm, where I'm also building a version of my behavior where all the things that are just really nice for me that can be built into it are built into it. Um, at the very least, it makes me a um, non-burnt out, generous minded, like a person who's having a good experience of life, which is, which as a social actor and a community actor, I tend to think is a superior version. It's the, it's the better version of me in those situations. Am I being coherent at all, Chris? Yeah, absolutely. And I'd, I'd add to that, that like by, um, 
you know, making the choice in different situations to do the things that you think are best for you. You also um, are going to attract and repel the things and people in life that are going to be grating for you to interact with. You'll repel those things and you'll attract the, the, the things and people that are going to be rewarding for both parties to interact with if they're doing the same. So I think that that's an under, like, like that's an underestimated, um, thing to have at all, but, uh, but benefit from, um, sort of living a sort of honest selfishness or something like that. I, I don't know. Um, but you, you, you briefly said that, um, you know, that you're capable of, that people are capable of being, um, very selfless as part of a selfish strategy. I, I'd say that it's almost totally connect. Like if, if I think of, um, the most, uh, depraved example I can think of, a, of a person who has sort of lusted for uh, more power from a, like from, from the get go, I, I can only think of the, the Lyndon B. Johnson, um, biographies from, I think Robert E. Carroll or something like that. But, um, if anyone, anyone who's read those will know that they're just like, they're just, it's astonishing the depths that he will go to, to attain just even the smallest bits of power over people. And, and from the outside, like from a distance, so much of that looks like, um, him working like a dog for other people's benefit. Like, um, you know, the first thing he does is like, or one of the first things he does is try is, a, you know, work for his local member. And what he does is just tirelessly write letters advocating for the, for his constituents and like trying to get outcomes for everybody that he has contact with. Like, and, 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 you know, behaviors that, um, you know, you would be hard to, you would have to explain to people with a second sentence why it, oh, look how selfish this guy is being. Like, what, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> why is he staying up to midnight and, you know, getting up at six and like starting work at six to, you know, write letters all day for other people to get, you know, government benefits. That doesn't, that sounds like, you know, that sounds like the, the work of a saint. Um, <laughs> it's an outright trend yeah. of people getting to the end of their lives and being vaunted for, oh, their decades of public service about people where everyone knows it's like, actually that person was kind of spicy um, as, as a figure to analyze. But yeah, I guess they literally- oh, well, Kevin Rudd's probably going to get a service. street named after him. Yeah. Yeah. Probably already does, probably right? Already does, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's- yeah, but it's um, and you just and and it's funny because on the one hand, because I and that makes my brain circle around because I go well on the, on the one hand, people who are um engaged in community and public service or uh, it's like when we talked about um when we've talked about vi- values or ideology or you know people having the courage of their convictions, it's like well yeah people can be doing brave tireless selfless work in service of really horrible things, or they can be doing all that stuff. And then really though, in a moment to moment way, they're not a, they're not a person who's actually showing who's, who has good machinery around showing care, um, to other humans really. Um, and then I loop back around and I'm like, well, sure. And then some of those people, whatever's motivating them, it's back to the, like, who cares if altruism exists or not. Um, some of those people, the, the net gain of what they've offered to the community is still, if not, if not just like, oh, the net, in, net gain, it's positive. You go, well, at least it's very compli- complex and hard to. Well, you like, can't you know, disaggregate the, the it question. because, you know, these people are also operating within the systems no. that were built by the incredibly complex things that come before them that are also not, um, uh, you know, fully determined in their understanding or anything. So I like it's, you can't, I, it's, it's yeah. more, it's more, I, I think that's why the who cares is a useful flush out here, which is okay you know, certain psychopaths are going to really do their best to, to manipulate the, the, the appearance of selfish, of selflessness to get everything that they can. Okay. Well, that's going to exist regardless of like how you feel about it. Um, 
there. Instead, yeah. better to 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 reckon with it. And if you are concerned about you know what the energy of these people is for this type of stuff, then you know just just be alive to it and don't um, uh, you know like th- and this is why we have our construction list generally so that we're not. Um, confusing what things appear to be with what they truly are general generally i would say i'd say that's a trend across um the 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 arc of the, of the list. i agree and um well put and i think that uh you know th- th- this is an out- these are outlier examples of what selfishness can look like but i think it's the, the everyday examples of selfishness um are the ones that we want to dig into but just because they're more common and probably in aggregate more impactful because where people uh I, I guess the thought experiments that we need to run. Uh, what is it? What is it like for people who refuse to um, acknowledge or engage the selfishness of their actions in or, or motivations in and in how they cut through life? Like, uh, I think there's a good case to make that if you su- if you suppress your um, selfish capacity to want to do things that are rewarding for you, um, you know, which include being kind to others, then um, I think you. Yeah. I think it's a. Um, it's a trap where you're misattributing your motivations and then you have to construct character narratives or moral narratives to um, understand yourself and others. And I think that gets you further from understanding the reality that you're navigating or forging. Yeah, I mean, the classic and cliche but also very observably common example is just resentment, right? Yeah, yeah. um, People who who create a narrative of... um, selflessness, self-sacrifice mm-hmm. or resisting selfishness or doing doing not doing things because that would be selfish, um, reliably end up being the people who are like, well, I didn't get to do that and mm-hmm. so I yeah. am not I'm not gonna support other people's right to do that. Or they just feel you know, they just feel bad. They just get bitter and cranky. Or they go, Oh, oh, I, I realize now that I live in a world where other people have just acted selfishly and I was told that I would have better life outcomes than them and now I'm getting to have a sense that that's not the case and that's leading me to be just extra upset about about the situation whereas like if there was more of a moderate sense of like oh no I can in, I can indulge I I have wants and they need to be contended with and no matter what I'm doing there are wants underneath it like even you know like to be semantic about it like even just the idea of being like I don't want to be a selfish person and I want to live a, an unselfish life that's still an expression of a want you know and mm. um the idea, the idea of there being putting a negative valence on just achieving wants per se, um, that's selfishness isn't quite that, but that is demonstrably stupid and unhelpful, I would say. And the way that the narrative of selfishness gets used, um, and this this is funny. I think this is a really this is an unusually strong example on the list of just ranking the thing out of spot because the as the listeners know that sometimes we're ranking how useful the idea is rather than ranking what the idea is signifying. Um, particularly, we're doing that when we're ranking stuff and we're like, oh, this this what this is trying to capture. It's capturing a bit fuzzily or problematically or whatever. So like when we, the classic example I always use is when we ranked nudity, we weren't ranking how good or bad it is to be nude compared to the other things on the list. We were ranking the usefulness of the idea of nudity. And I don't think we're doing that here. I think we are going, all right, <laughs> like selfishness is this um, strange uh, creature that's been Frankenstein together, but there's some juice to it in terms of like using it to analyze, all right, what is the role of just thinking about your own interest and thinking about your own um, experience. 
it makes, yeah, it really makes me think we should and make me want to just go, no, let's just rank selfishness against the other ideas, like the actual act of being selfish. But uh, do you think that's right, Chris? Yeah, I'm happy to do it. I just want to add to the the previous conversation about the people who reliably, who have the, the character narr- narrative of not being selfish and then pre- them predictably being the resentful people. Even, even uh, worse than that, they're also like, I mean and I'm speaking from a sample group of only my own life, I find that um, people who strongly um, identify as selfless and are always happy to go out of their way to do things for other people and everyone always sees them like that, they're reliably not available at the crisis point where you need them because they're normally burnt out doing things for other people um, and don't have the energy to actually Mm. be constructively useful in the ways that matter and are often very present in the ways that don't matter because it's like a a catch-all button, like... You know, I do these behaviors I'm like, well, I don't care about that or need that. And I, I do really need this. And it's like, yeah. I am generous and, yeah. and kind. And and then they'll, they'll, you know, they often will disappear because that's, that's the mechanism you have to have because, because no, nobody is, or very, very, very few people are purely just, I can only do things for other people and nothing for myself because, you know, fundamentally you at least have energy and time limitations, no matter who you are. Yes. And obviously, it's good and great to do things for yourself. Um, all the t- like, there's no, as in, if if anything is good and great, that is good and great. Like the idea, like the idea that it should be fraught or worried. It's like, oh, can I do things for myself? It's like, is Buck Wild? Um, if you were being introduced to it as a new idea, it would be hard to see it that it would get up because it's like, well, no, it's nice for me to have a nice meal. It's nice for me to be loved and validated. It's nice for me to um, not not go to a thing that I know I'm not going to enjoy if I'm at my limit of pushing myself that way for the month. Um, it's nice for me to... Um, and nice for everyone else nice not for to me have to, you there being resentful. Like, <laughs> Yeah, totally. Yeah. There was a great example from, um, yeah, like of, uh, a f- yeah, a friend of mine coming home from like a group movie hang and... Uh, you know, just just the classic thing of one person bringing their partner along to what everyone to a movie that everyone had agreed they were going to be in the sensibility pocket to watch, and then and then that one person bringing their partner along to who was the person who was guaranteed just not only not to like the movie but not to be able to be chill about not liking the movie. And you look at it and you go, what is you go, what is the design of like? And I go, and it's funny because I go, it's yes, that partner. You the story makes the partner sound a bit insufferable in that way, and they arguably you know, miss in that moment probably are, but the person I blame is the partner who brought the partner. Cause I'm looking at them being like, what, what, what were they possibly thinking? Um, by, because clearly that, Hey, they're, that's, you know, <laughs> the, they, that's like a weird version. If you're going to attack any version of selfishness, that idea of like, Oh, whatever's going on in my relationship dynamic where I want the, um, I want to see if this person is willing to put themselves out of the comfort zone to come to this movie with me. And this is me projecting, obviously, um, things that aren't true yeah. about the situation. Yeah, it's it's like, um, it's true. like, um, but it's like, what? why design a situation like that on everyone's behalf? <laughs> like, why make that unilateral decision where um, everyone then uh, is uh, going to, yeah, going to have a worse time when like, the that other the person's I bet my, I'm willing to bet that if you hadn't impressed upon that person to kind of be selfless in attending that that person would have had a great time just not coming along and everyone would have had a great time and, and that's that's the other thing like if you're predicting this from outside that group I'm sure there are people within the group that are like oh they're not going to like this and you know if they've been a bit more yeah. selfish and, and represented that then mate you know what's the outcome you get 
everybody has a better time. Like, and, and, you know, okay, this is a micro sort of, you know, pretty casual example with, with low consequences in a way, but I wouldn't say they're low consequences. I'm sure you wouldn't either, Nick, because, you know, how you spend your time and enjoy your life is kind of everything in a way. Um, but, um, mm-hmm. but in a, if you want, if you, if you, if you've, if you've an appetite for the drastic, um, I'm rereading Always. Barbara Tuckman's Guns of August at the moment, just in the chapter where, um, you know, 20,000 Germans are just marching over a trench and, and getting eaten alive by machine machine guns and, you know, forming walls of corpses or whatever. And, and you know, like, if as a collective there is a value of selfishness, people would be like, well, I'm absolutely not doing that. Like, why would we do that? That's And, uh, you know, like, wouldn't that be a universal good if everybody just went home and was like, okay, isn't it great that we're not dying in a trench or, like, you know, because we're being yeah. selfless in the cause of a higher ideal, um, you know, no matter how strongly we believe in it, um, maybe we don't all need to kill ourselves and each other for it. Here's something that I just realised I don't have a good read on in terms of how society in general thinks about it, Chris. Mm. Deserting in the war, right? Like I understand as a yeah. as as seen as a cap, as a capital offence. The idea it's like, yeah. oh, if you desert, yeah. then it's then treasonous. you it's, then it's, you're going to be yeah. you, then it's treasonous. Yeah. You're going to be killed. Yeah. Obviously, I see the I see the real politic pragmatic um, argument of of those you know trying to run the war for that. Yeah. Um, but do. Did, does the general public historically do people do people's moral intuitions run along that, or is everyone just kind of? Yeah, they they do. I mean, you know, people would. Um, what was the Australian thing in World War One? They'd like leave a feather if a, in a guy's for a guy who wouldn't enlist in the war, like to mark him as a as a coward. Like, um, yeah, and 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 yes, uh, it, it does generally scan like that for sure. Um, like obviously, I can't speak for all the times and all situations, but it's funny you should mention it because um, you know I've got my YouTube channel. I'm writing a, a video at the moment on why I think conscription sh- should be a war crime, um, and it's it, it only mm. it occurred to me only recently, and I was kind of shocked that I hadn't heard anyone voice that before. I'm like, like I'm sure people have voiced it before, but it's so shocking to me how normalised the idea of conscription is because you know, like as you said, you know, like. Um, you could understand why it's treasonous to abandon a post and not to kill and die for something when that's your responsibility at that time. But also the idea that it's okay to enslave people to kill and to die and you have to enslave them because they they, they don't otherwise want to do it is like, it's astonishing to me that that's an accepted norm in the, in our advanced <laughs> civilizations today. Like. like- I guess it makes sense. I mean, we have 126 ideas ranked so far. We have morality down at 122. Yeah. And I think that's why, it's, that's why, exactly right? Because you yeah. kind of go, well, the, the idea of when something is that self-evidently um, absurdly bad to do to someone, then what you use is you flip it by going, all right, no, this is an outright moral good. Um, and you create that narratively for people and you activate, you get people to, to glue it to their values, which is a thing that we have ranked high. We have values at number 19 at the moment, but the, the poisoning of values is to bring morality and ideology into it so that you make people, that is literally how you make people, um, start punching themselves in the face. And Yeah. yeah, I mean, not to out myself, not to out myself as someone who's, um, unwilling to die in a, uh, in a trench war for somebody else's, um, geopolitical um motivations but yeah like does obviously deserting to me is an intuitive (laughs) uh idea that i would connect to and the idea that anyone would make me feel ashamed for um let alone just conscientiously objecting to um taking part in a war and you know suffering imprisonment 
as as a choice over um or you know fleeing into seclusion um yeah like these the idea that i would it would be stressful enough to do that but again the idea that anyone would make me feel guilty on top of that which again if i was existing in a different conditioned geopolitical pocket i probably would feel guilty whereas you know i'm fortunate to be in a context where i'm like no that's that's ridiculous i don't want to do that mm. and Again, and again, you know, it's a real easy, again, it's a drastic example, but it's a really easy test, that test of like, all right, what are the the predicted outcomes for the world and for even just for my community between me doing what I want or doing what is morally conscripted, prescripted, conscripted in this case? Like, yeah, it's an, e- it's an easy one. At the very least, it's a wash on the geo- geopolitical stage as to whether I'm taking up arms as part of this grand army. But, um, yeah, and, I mean, you know, that I walk that back to the way back over to the in-between zone, you know, just to self-implicate a bit more because I was remote from that movie story. I mean, you know, day in, day out, like a few months ago, I went um, and just had a group hang in a friendship group where two of two of the close friends in there just tend to get a little um, sparky and uh, shirty with each other whenever they hang out in a way that just speaks to just un... Uh, stuff that just should be unpacked between them relationally that they're being avoidant about unpacking for all the kind of predictable reasons. And I came out of that and just, just, it was just like, oh, I'm not going to hang out. I'm not going to go to the group hangouts where they're both that together anymore, yep. which like, that's a, that's a little bit spicy in terms of like conventional socialization. Like as in the fact that I will, at some point I'll have to voice that when people ask, well, as in I won't like, well, this is more about me. Like I, I'm sure I could just disassemble and, and if tell you're white an American, lies you would voice forever. It on the spot. I reckon, and I reckon yeah, it's say, like, like look, you guys are always bickering like this. It's so tiring for the rest of us. I'm not doing this. See ya. <laughs> yeah, like, and, and so, are the consequences and of that point. worse than the consequences of sitting through another 80 hours, you know, across the rest of your life of it? I don't know. And again, I'm only answering the question for me. For me, the yeah. consequences are worse to to stay in it, and I'm just not going to. And it's fine. It's not going to affect anyone. But like, as in, other people might get. Might, might be like, oh, Nick, I don't know about how you're behaving. And then, but they're probably, they're not going to think about it that much. And meanwhile, <laughs> you know, I'm just going to have a better time. Like, and there's just so many opportunities. Um, the, oh, let's, let's look at the, um, again, well, I'm clearly just having fun looking at these low stakes examples. Let's no, but go they're, to But a, they're the best ones to offer because, you know, it's no good talking about this yeah. in the abstract because we don't have other people's life experience. As reliably. Yeah, and I'm just living and I'm living a conventional suburban life. So here's the one that might um, you know, uh fill the mailbag a bit more. So I've talked to you before about how I don't bring food to potlucks. Mm-hmm. Have I talked to you about this? No, no, but I I, I, I can picture it. <laughs> you can picture it, right? Because A, the one thing you know the one one thing you know about me is that I don't cook. So like I have no engagement. And you know, in my own life for myself for my loved ones, one thing I'm not doing is cooking meals. I'm just, you know, I'm just purchasing meals, brokering them in other ways, but mostly just buying them outright. And so, you know, and the thing, again, there's potlucks as a large abstract situation, the idea that you have a social gathering where everyone brings a plate and the game theory of that where you go, well, the way that we make sure there's enough food is that everyone brings something and that, you you know, and so on the one hand, I could see people being like, well, if any, if people start opting out, the whole thing breaks. But no. realistically... In the in the inner north of Canberra, the thing that happens invariably at every potluck is that they all get overcated with delicious stuff. Like there is there to the point where there is food waste, and by a lot of people who are, if you know, a lot of people who enjoy cooking in a way that I don't. I'm not to say that there's not still 
labor and intensity and, you know, grind in their cooking practice, but, um, there's a, there's at least an interest, there's a nerdy interest with the idea of like cooking techniques and skills and trying new dishes. And they're doing that and they're bringing that and it's resulting in delicious food or people who are just, you know, all different versions, like people, you know, I'm sure there are people who are just making something and they don't want to, and they're resenting it. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice if they didn't have to do that? All I know is that for me, it's very nice if I just rock up, I don't have to go through what feels like a farcical process of contributing something that is not a contribution, actually, because it's redundant to what to the deliciousness that is making it. I'm not contributing to food waste, and I am getting to have the exact experience I want, which is I just show up and I get to eat the delicious food. And obviously, if I don't point it out, no one notices, or if they do no one's no one's verbalizing it or highlighting it in a way that's putting me on the spot. So it's win, 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 win. Obviously, when I've talked to people about it, the, the invariable response I get from people is like, it's Nick, it sounds like you're just justifying getting to do whatever you want, to which I say, yes, that is exactly <laughs> what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Like- oh, well, not, except I'm not justifying it. I'm just explaining it. Yeah, and I think that this falls into a broader worldview that both of us have worked towards or helped each other towards or, you know, uh, finds having a lure, which is that, um, you know, ev- or, or sorry, I'll, I'll only speak for myself. For me, this speaks to like, because, because I've cooked, I've cooked you meals in the past and it's never once occurred Some to me. Some of my favorite be, meals I've ever had. Oh, thank you, Nick. It's never once occurred to me to, to be miffed in any way that uh, you hadn't, haven't cooked for me. And I wouldn't even realize that you hadn't cooked for me as a, as a, like a, as a mark or anything, because, um, everyone is different and everyone has different levels of enjoyment of things. And everyone provides different value to people in different ways, in ways that you can't articulate, predict, or, um, or, or usefully measure even. So, um, I I think that this goes, look, we ranked freedom very highly. And I think a part of that was, or at least for me, part of that for me was because, um, Okay, in you, if you if you're constructing the value of the potluck as it, everybody brings an e- puts in an equal amount of work and gets an equal amount of reward, that's it's not actually what you're getting because um, because as you say, like it's it's not something you like and you're not going to bring something that's as good um, and and in the in the in the in the aggregate of all things, it's it's not what's important about the potluck experience. Like I don't go to a potluck because I'm like, great, I'm going to bring. 4,000 kilojoules and I'm going to get my 450 kilojoules as is the appropriate, <laughs> you know, apportionment based on everybody here. And then it, it like, it's, that's just an insane, insane, um, uh, valence to put between you and your experience reality. And, um, and ultimately the, like to, to, if you were to enforce that, it would, it would be immiserating for some, um, and it would be rewarding for others who then wouldn't have to interrogate why they are frustrated that other people don't bring stuff or don't have to talk to them or whatever in ways that just like the, the, the costs are so bad compared to the benefits. And, and if you kind of like run that, mm. that, that I mean, that's, you know, this is a micro experiment, but if you run that across everything, then um, this is where I think, you know, the selfishness gets to be really good because um, you have more people in positions doing the things that, that, that suit them. And okay. Like, yes, absolutely. There are some people who through their selfishness and that, you know, how they enact, who they think they have to be or sorry, who they want to be and do the things they want to do. That will be really bad for others. That's why this isn't going to be the very top idea. And that's also why, um, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about, we're, we're looking at the, the virtue of, okay, in aggregate, most people don't want to take a 
forgive me for this, uh, the graphic violence of this idea, but people don't want to take a machine gun and just open up on society. Most people don't want that. In fact, people, most people very strongly want that not to happen. So the selfishness of that is yeah. represented in how we make decisions for the collective as well. And I think that, um, I, th- I think it's hard to make a case against selfishness being a very positive idea here. I really agree. And Chris, do you think what we've done yet again is find it, found out that one of the major thought poisons that is actually at play that people are blaming on selfishness is the idea of fairness, currently ranked 113 out of 126 ideas? Because exactly what you're saying before, that idea of like, oh, trying to think of everything in terms of a flat equalizing of input and output on everyone else's behalf in a, in a way that's completely abstracted from what is actually, actually creates transcendent enjoyment. It feels like more fairness bullshit. Yeah, it is. Um, And yeah, it's in specific sites, et cetera. Yeah. Like, I I mean, I can't wait to rank 10 million ideas so that fairness is in the bottom zero, 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 one percent. Because for for me, being 13 from the bottom or 10 from the bottom, whatever it is, is way too high. Yeah, yeah. It's again. It is. There is. There is the potent. It's the one where where it's like, did we? It's the only one where it's like, did we fuck it up having it as high as it is? And when of course really, it's much lower I than most just, people. Most of us would put it first instinct. Exactly. It's inverted, exactly. really. Yeah. But um, it's inverted. So just to really agree with your point, I think the other thing that pulls out the fact that morality, ideology, fairness, ideas like this, um, you know, in philosophy, are so are so low on our list really protects the idea of having selfishness quite high because you go, well, if we're ranking it, if it, yeah, if we're ranking the best version of it if, and it's a matter of having, if, if it's so easy to imagine a, a wholesome, edifying usage of it just by taking all of these ideas out, well, these ideas will be below it. They'll be out of it and it gets to really, it gets to soar. It gets to soar as a version of itself. And, you, and yeah, be seen for what it is. Before? Like I think a big part of the re- of its... um vilification is that we don't want to reckon with the selfishness that does motivate so many things that people do. Yeah. We don't want to contend with desire yeah. again. We'd, we've, it's, we're, we're embarrassed by our own desires. Yeah. Um, and like, like it or yeah, not, they're uh, there. They're there and they are the thing. And they're shaping, they are yeah, us shaping as much behavior. as anything else. Yeah. Exactly. Terrific. Anything else to say before we just start looking at potential places on the list? It's a very quick one, and that's the the way that the I remember you saying the reason I um, you know rub your totem so to speak uh, when thinking about this is because you said to me once, and you, you just put it so well. Uh, I, I won't capture it, but it's something like, "I'm just yet to be convinced that I just haven't seen any evidence that me doing what I want in this situation leads to worse outcomes for me or other people." And I think that's that's sure that, that's the that's the measurement by which. Um, I would need someone to convince me that in a universe, in like a universe of, you know, the millions of things that everybody's doing today, if they were more selfish, does that lead to worse outcomes? Okay. Yes. Worse outcomes. If it's more selfish as in where everybody's going to steal and whatever, but that's not what most people do. And, and, um, and that's not what a good strategy is for most people. That's not what a good selfish strategy is for most people anyway. So I think, um, yeah, I think, I think it's a great idea and I'm curious to see where it lands. Yeah, great. Um, thank you. Thank you for, um, yeah, I was, you know, like I would, um, nice to think that I articulated something nicely at one point. I will just quickly, uh, use the hoariest old poor articulation cliche, uh, to go into the list, which is just that, you know, like if, you know, if hurt people hurt people, then helped people help people like help yourself. God helps those who help themselves. Um, you know, and that God that, uh, is that, 
I guess sensories exist because otherwise how could Haitian voodoo be real? Hawaiian voodoo, sorry. Sorry, Hawaiian voodoo. Mm. The, uh, yeah, the idea of just, um, you know, doing things to make sure that you're in good shape, um, having a good edifying time. If you are imagining that something that might be nice would be being useful to the group organism, that's a good way to do it. Um, very normie point, but I'm making it. No, it's good. So our top it's 20... articulated Um. Our top 20 is pretty stacked. I would say number 19 is values with rules above it. I think that's that is, that'd be a, I think values is better. I think that's a ceiling for me just yeah, because me when we talked about that, yeah, that there was such a um yeah, just just again, similar idea, the idea of like, no, this allows us to contend with a real realness about humanity. And I think selfishness does that as well in a really cool way, which why I think it's a high ranker, but I think values is just a bit more super that um so i think we're going to be in a really similar part of the list to last episode mm. when we ranked time um it could be wrong see so yeah, i'll just take a burn down from values yep. from number 20 we have we have art uh then we have the aforementioned time consistency competition scientific method true or false authority law immortality moving safety at 30 um gene editing privacy, imprisonment, sport, money, geoengineering, body modification, lunch, logic, harnessing electricity. I, I'm feeling it above money. Mm -hmm. Um, what do you think? Yeah. What do you think? Somewhere in the band between art, art and sport or am I too high? Do you think? No, I don't think you're too high. I thought that, um, it maybe would be a, a one above sport and below what what's above sport currently imprisonment which is pretty yeah. again like obviously one of our earliest ones that we ranked interesting episode to go back to obviously not prisons uh worth saying we're not it's when we're not looking at prisons that we're looking at the concept of specifically um having to restrict someone's freedom uh, and let's say, as say, radically restrict freedom, rob them of their freedom, perhaps irrevocably, for the for the uh, benefit of the group organism and the reduction of harms to the group organism. Very hectic idea, but one that we find um, when you when you put it that way, um, we we found as a as a high ranker in terms of again, it's another one where you're just contending with reality, right? The reality mm. you're contending with is impri imprisonment, is that you are going to have people who you're going to have bits of the group organism that are going to be unsafe for the rest of the group organism. It actually, maybe it does need to go even higher than that. I know, I know it's a bit counterintuitive because imprisonment is a mechanism for protecting against the worst of selfishness, but I still think that um, there are other methods of navigating, protecting the group. And, but, and, and I think that the utility of selfishness is probably higher overall. And I think um, if it's above that, then it's above that is privacy. And I think it's above that in the same arguments. Like it's, yeah. it's, um, I actually think it's bringing juice to what privacy is offering in terms of um, protective care of the organism. Yeah. Gene ed again, gene editing, gene editing above that. I think it's um, uh, better just in terms of like, I mean, gene editing is pretty great, but that's why it's, it's great. But um, imagine if you, imagine num if you, number 31. yeah, imagine if you do it without any, Without having a reverent concept <laughs> yeah, for why it's the interest of the people who are having their genes edited. 
Exactly. So yeah, so above that, I think it's a more, I think you've got ideas that can beat it out. Above that is safety. I think that's an idea that can be, that can fight it out with that. And so again, it's this 10, 11 idea band. So safety above safety, you've got moving, immortality, law, authority, true or false, scientific method, competition, consistency, time, and art. What do you think? Under all those or somewhere in the midst? I think in the midst, what what do you think? Like uh, even then, uh, like consistency sort of stood out a little bit as a one to put it against. Um, yeah. Because consistency does is like a tool that allows you to build a lot of things that you wouldn't otherwise be able to. It gives. It comes back to that idea you said before of being able to like have just a long for long form deferral based mechanic to kind of. Um, and again, not I th- again. The version of consistency I like is the same version, same as the version of rules that I like. The version that we're ranking is not not consistency as a as a as a straitjacket application. It's like you must be consistent, but just consistency as as a as an incredible tool in your toolbox uh, that you can apply to a process or a system or to your selfhood, or that you can just yeah, and or, or that you can just observe as a thing that is is it. It is or isn't happening. So I think, yeah, there's a potent argument for having it above selfishness. I do, yeah, I really think everything else I could, like, selfishness is good, actually. Like, mm. um, yeah, and particularly, yeah, having it above competition. So under cons- under consistency is competition. Having it above competition is interesting um, in terms of the implications it's for, I could see so many, again, people's default would be like, well, no, competition, have selfishness at, below competition, keep separate it out, keep it keep it from uh, infecting competition. But I'm like, nah. And massively like, improving. Have it, have massively, it actually massively improves competition. Mm. Um, same, and then under that scientific method, like true or false, these things, authority, law, immortality, these are all thought experiments that the worst poisons in them are a lack of contending with your subjective reality and your subjective experience and the the individual yeah the in- individual the simultaneous individual and community nature of what hu- what humans are and selfishness is another tool same as values I, I think like even like very high ideas like sport they don't exist without selfishness yeah yeah like again it's okay to, it's a, it's okay to say why we're doing things in the first place <laughs> like why yeah. are we doing anything yeah yeah i think yeah, definitely. If it, what do you think about? Yeah, what do you think about having consist? Consi- so art, time, and consistency still above it. Do you like last chance to put it above it to argue for it above any of those? Uh, what have consistency? Consi- so consistency would be right above it at the moment, and then above that is time, time, and then above that is art, and then values is above that, which it's which it's definitely below. It's hard for me not to have it below values, but um, I think that, like that's leaping some big concepts. So. So yeah, I think below values, but then below values is no. Sorry, art, I mean directly below values. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can see it. I can see it. Like my argument against consistency, I made it, but it wasn't like I didn't. I didn't feel like I'd. Um, yeah, I wasn't. Uh, it wasn't like a close. It wasn't like the closing arguments. No, at the I mean, end I mean, of, you um, stated why consistency is great. Um, primal fear. And this doesn't. But it. But, yeah, nothing negates that. Here. Yeah. It. Nothing negates it. Having selfishness above it doesn't negate it, I don't think. And I think, yeah, I just think selfish. It is. It's better than art and time. That's it. It's just better than those two yeah. things. Like as in, it's another way of it's it enriches your understanding. It's a more globally useful tool. It brings it brings colors and fun and 
just the contention with reality to art time, all these things. I mean, it's, like just yeah, the, 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 the poverty of not, not being able to um, understand it or have a conception of it is, is like hard for me to articulate how much worse that would make things compared, like even compared to having to very big and important things. Like, I mean, it's almost like art is like the best construction we have that so far of all the things that aren't just like purely, like, I feel like maybe this is even a dividing point in the list. Mm, yeah. As in a, a flood of ideas will come in in between. Um, Whereas in like, as in like I, wouldn't say, wanna, I wouldn't want to live in the society that didn't have with selfishness at the bottom of this current list and everything above it. Like I wouldn't want to, like it, would, it wouldn't be an acceptable uh, yeah. proposition. Okay, well put, well put. I'm about to say the worst thing I've ever said, which it. is if, you know, if it was in, in a real just kind of like undergraduate poet, poetry night way, if instead of selfishness you called it self-fullness, uh, you would have a much warmer sense towards it. You wouldn't because you'd literally shoot me into the sun. For yeah, I that. would. Yeah, but, I would you know, personally, that, but I'm sure I can, I understand it, your it, premise. <laughs> Exactly right. It's like the the sense of um in the same way that art is a cringy frame, right? The sense, but it's but as you just said, it's ca- it's capturing a bunch of things accurately. Pa- a big part of what we're fighting for is that selfishness begins with accepting the selfhood, like accepting yeah, exactly. Are you doing things for yourself? No, I never do anything for myself. All right. Good luck. Here, All the best. Here is the shut. Here is the real thought in my head a lot of the time, like beyond, uh, you know, all the other kind of self-serving, gleefully self-serving articulations I've had. Like there's just a lot of times in life, Chris, and I think a lot of them have led to good moments for me where there's been, I've been at risk of falling into kind of like a group, moral, ethical, ideological, just social pressure argument. And then I've just remembered, wait, no, this is me. This has happened. This is the only me. And I'm going to die one day, which obviously, hopefully not, but it's like, this is it. Like, this is it. And I'm me. Like, I'm going to, I have to do the thing that is good for me. Like, are you kidding? Anything else? Like, you know, sometimes I just get that moment of clarity where I'm just like, anything else other than what is good for me here would be the dumbest thing. Like just conceptually untenable because I'm me. (laughs) Like, of course I'm going to do the thing that's good for me. And I mean, yeah, like as a thought all on its own and you, you never have any other thoughts, yeah, it's not enough, but it's a good thought to have, I think. And I think it's, I think an underrated thought. And I think a lot of people could have it more. Yeah. And I think if everybody simultaneously had that, that equivalent value, then, okay, then the next step is like, okay, well, how do we make sure that everything is good for everyone rather than just like, we know what's good. It's good when everyone does this. And then everybody has a a committee experience that's sort of mutually um, unedifying and, and resource costing. Like that's, that's, that's an insane way to live. Exactly, like you, and you it's live kind your life of the, the point of your life. Living. That's 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 what that's um yeah that's the center of this stuff, and I think that's why we both value it perhaps higher than um most people would abstractly. The new number twenty, because yeah, and again, like it's the, summoning it as the new number twenty of the of the idea so far allows to posit an idea where like where as you say that every every group discussion starts from that basis rather than from a weird narrative of like oh well you know none of us are trying to be selfish. It's like well no here. Here is it. We are co- we are a collection of wants and desires that um, overlap and conflict. That's who we are. Yeah. Now what? You know. Great. Yeah. Perfectly Ooh. put. Perfectly discussed with you, Chris Hendry. Yeah. Thanks, Tim. Um, Another good one. Now, thank you. Not surprised. Thank you. I'm going to be think. 
thanks for reminding me of the wonderful meals you've cooked for me. There's <laughs> two, obviously, I have, I literally have two equal favorites that you've cooked for me. One is obviously that unbelievable Serbian feast you made for my birthday last year, which obviously the, the scale, the scope, the thoughtfulness, the conceptual nature of it, and then just the lovely social night we had to get of togetherness with it. It's like really, that's a top five meal for me in my life. And then, um, at least a top eight meal for me in my life. There was, you won't remember, there was just one I time I went over to the, uh, there's one over, does, t- went over to the house you're in with, um, uh, yeah, with Dom and Elise and, um, they were there, like, just the two of us were hanging out and you just threw something together for the two of us. You were like, have you, have you eaten? You threw something together. Like it was just, you know, like just, a, you know, just real, just cupboard stuff and, it was just, I don't know. I mean, A, I was, it just hit me in a perfect spot of being like, I'm hungry for dinner. And then you made it and it was just, I don't know, something about the whole context of it. But yeah, there was A, just, you know, there was just a skillful, this this is someone who's skillful at cooking, just throwing something together for me and it tastes delicious. But also, yeah, I can't even explain it, but that has stuck in my mind as a top meal in my life, just as much as the um, absolute banquet that you made for me last year. And it's a nice thing to think about. I love that, Nick. Love it. Hmm. Hmm. Um, thanks for joining us here on Rank Ideas. Get in touch with us to say what you think about things or just keep listening passively or um, get a thousand other people to listen to the podcast. That'd Those nice. are your three Goodness. options. That would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. And the incentive's nice. really there because if enough people listen, then we'll put ads in there. Yeah, think about that. And, you know, I, I know you're all wondering. I know that's a hot topic is which ads would we pick? What products yeah. would we throw our alignment behind? And how good would the reads be? <laughs> Only one way to find out, listeners. Yeah. 1,000 of your friends. You've got to go. Motion, motion, motion. Sometimes commotion, sometimes.